Welcome to this week's episode of Birthright Living Legacy Podcast, where we share the stories of fatherhood and their effects because there is no manual. We are here to learn from each other as we build our fatherhood playbook. Now welcome your host, Marquis and Crystal Dennis. All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, just so you guys know, uh, Miss Crystal is not going to be here. Uh, she is currently pregnant and possibly expecting. So we are going to be able to do this a little bit different today because, you know, I, I'm not as good as she is. But uh, so we're going to have our guests <laughs> introduce themselves. So uh, if you could, what's your name, sir? My name is Dakota Decker. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, that too cool. That's it. That's it. So that's Dakota Decker, ladies and gentlemen. And then our next guest. Demetrius Stanley. Oh, we got Demetrius Stanley in the house. Oh, I'm so excited to have the air horn. That's my favorite part. I forgot, you know. I don't get to play with that very much often. Um, so we have... Um, we have some wonderful dads here today. This is a, this is great for us because you know we get an opportunity to interview two different dads, two different perspectives, and you know completely different ideas. So this is fun for me. Um, so in birthright living legacy tradition, yeah, fellas, uh, what is your favorite part about being your father's son? Wow. <laughs> that wasn't okay. the one I was looking for, but that'll work. I'll okay. take it. Give me just a moment. Okay, Dakota, what you got for Go us? ahead. Well, I'd probably say now probably the drive and just watching everything you tried to do for us growing up and the amount of effort he did put in and all those things. Like, that's what makes me proud to be his son. That's what makes me proud of him to be my father and all that. Nice. I got you. Demetrius, what about you? Well, my stepfather, Emmanuel, Louis Stanley, um, old school guy, hardworking, construction. Um, uh, My stepfather was probably responsible for a lot of the buildings, a lot of the the Votex and a lot of the structures that were built in Tulsa around the late 60s to the early 70s. Mm-hmm. So I was able to go with him on the sites to see. And, you know, um, he got me started young as a kid. You know, I learned how to mix cement and use uh, use a shovel and and uh, do all sorts of things. So he was uh, he was a... He was a strong father, good dad, a lot of fun, you know, sometimes uh, no nonsense, but just, uh, you know, just a a good guy, good husband, my hero. Okay, so you had a hero for a dad, okay? Yes, indeed, yes. That's awesome. So, Dakota, seeing as how you were saying that, you know, your dad had some of the same similar traits uh, as far as you know, fatherhood, what were some of the things that you got to um, watch or be a part of that that made you realize that he was hardworking and all that? Well, the fact that we never went without. Mm -hmm. He always provided everything we really needed. 
he always did his best and he drove truck cross country so i would go with him a lot to really yeah saw a lot of beautiful places traveled a lot of the country and did a lot of the oil he did a lot of oil rigs and a lot of things like that and it was it was real interesting and just getting to see him do that and the amount of effort and everything he put into it it was it was definitely worth watching nice and then feedlot and just a lot of the construction jobs and just a lot of different oddball work that really yeah my, my father driving doing. a truck at the feedlot or mm-hmm. okay okay yeah, yeah. i was my, gonna say dang you're doing too much <laughs> yeah, my, my father has a lot of skills he's done a lot i've seen him build i've seen him build an entire house for nothing really yeah he's plumbing electricity heating cooling everything you know, that's that's crazy. That reminds me of a friend of mine. Her dad legit built like a one bedroom shack and built the entire house wow. around it. Mm-hmm. And it took like I think it was like two years. And he like for real just like and I was like, What? She said, I'm serious. Like we stayed in a one room shack that he had built and then he put all the other stuff together around us and then tore the shack down when the so did you have something like that go? It's actually going on right now. Wow, where at? Is Down it here in Oklahoma? Yeah. Wow. <coughs> okay. That's awesome. Do you do you get to help out or? No. no. That's kind of his thing. I just like to watch. Dang. I never got to see a lot of that growing up. I okay. got to see it up until about 13. Mm-hmm. So, and then I got put in DHS. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What happened there? Yeah, that's a long story. Okay. Okay. Well, you, you know, we got time. Hey, <laughs> I'm an open book. Oh, go ahead then. Right. What happened? Right. Uh, well, growing up, you know, it wasn't the greatest, but it was good at the same time. Mm-hmm. And finally got to a point where I wasn't the greatest kid. Me and my mom fought a lot. I was not the greatest person. I was a very violent child because mm-hmm. watching my father and my mother argue all the time, mm-hmm. I grew with the impression that, oh, well, I don't have to respect my mom. Oh, really? Exactly. It's not right. So I had that impression, never really respected her. It got very violent and very bad. Never put my hands on her, but I did attempt to take her life. What? Yeah. And so she got scared. She started going with my dad. Understandable, 100%. Yeah. Started going to the next door neighbors. I'm obviously a big guy. I eat a lot. I ate a lot back then. I was two, I was 12, so I think I was 245. So I ate a lot. Dang. And yeah. we'd go over there a lot. Neighbors started getting nervous. They were going up to Ohio for a family vacation. So they decided, well, let's go ahead and call DHS and let's try and get him out of the house. So that way I am under the impression so that that way I don't break into their house. Because mm. they said, well, we'll adopt you and we'll take you in and we'll go through the process and all of that when we get back in a week. As the week progressed, that story changed. And so they called DHS. They did all of that. I was like, all right. I called my mom. I told her, hey, neighbors are calling DHS. Just letting you know. Went up to DHS, told them I was, parents were gone for two or three weeks at a time. Really, they were only gone for like a week. Yeah. Didn't leave me much food. As I said, I ate a lot. Ate up all the food they left me. They said they didn't leave me with any money. Left me with plenty of money. Just no one, everybody had lives and everybody was busy. So no one could actually take me to the store. Right. So, kind of relied on the neighbors on that aspect. And wow. They didn't like it too much. And so they took me up to DHS because DHS wouldn't come out to the boondocks and pick me up. (laughs) So So give us context. How old are you at this time? I was 13. Yeah, I was 13. Wow. Mm -hmm. 
It was a 13, and then they went up, took me out there to the Guthrie DHS office, sat there, told the DHS office that, you know, I said, parents were gone for a bunch of things that I thought the lady would be like, no, 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 that's not right. This is what's actually going on. No, she agreed to everything. She said yes to everything. So Really? Yeah. They put me into a shelter that night and then progressed that week that they were gone. Stories changed. I think I stayed at that shelter. That happened on April 20, 20th or 22nd. And then on May 21st or 31st, I went AWOL. Left the shelter because I was like, well, you guys aren't going to do what you said. I'm going home. Guthrie all the way out to where I was was roughly a 15-minute drive. So however long that is walking. Walked all the way home. They had a lot of the police department looking for me. They had a helicopter looking for me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Managed yeah. to get all the way home. Got home. Sat out in the field. Waited until I saw a light come on. Saw a light come on. Walked up to the house. Saw my dad making his morning coffee. Said, hey, Dad. They let me out early. He knew it was a lie. And then I sat there contemplating, should I stay here and have my mom take me back? Or do I have my dad take me back? Because I don't want to get them in trouble. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I sit there and contemplate. And I'm like, well, if mom takes me back, I'm not going. But if dad takes me back, I'll go. Wow. So I went back. I sat in the Logan County Sheriff's Office or holding jail, whatever you want to call it, all day. They sent me all the way down to Lawton, 200 miles away. Mm. They didn't want me to run away again. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> sent me down there. I spent two months in a level E facility, which is a lockdown facility. And it's like a, like a kid jail? Kind of, but for wow. mental patients. And mm. then, because I was self-harming a lot at the time. Like cutting? Or? Yes. Oh, I've got scars everywhere. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. Like did all they, over the place. Did you know why? Because I was trying to escape the pain I felt. What was the pain? Loneliness. Mm. So, I... You had no know. siblings, or...? No, I did, but they okay. all had their lives. Are you the youngest? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm the baby, but I'm the biggest. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> so, they went, sent me down there. I was down there for about two months, kind of just ran the program, learned a lot. Sent me up to Norman, holding facility for about six days. Was going to run from there, had med kit, backpack, boots, everything, ready to go. They took it all away. I could imagine. Yeah. Then went up here to the Tulsa, came up here to the Tulsa Boys Home and spent four and a half years. Oh, okay. That's how you ended up here. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Shout out to the Boys Home, man. Uh, yeah, right. Marcus actually did his podcast a couple weeks ago and mm -hmm. gave a huge shout out. Clayton was like, I got to go. <laughs> we were in there talking for like an hour. It was wild. Right. It was wild. So, Demetrius, what about your childhood? What was that like for you um, with your stepdad and, you know, kind of traveling around, seeing all the things that he was up to? Well, it was good. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I can say for the um, first 10 years, you know, it was a good home, uh, solid structure. You know, uh, my stepdad really... Um, he was really a good example of a father. He was, you know, I never really seen him and my stepmom argue too much. You know, they got along. It was pretty good. Uh, pretty exciting, you know. Sorry, my computer just okay. crashed. Go ahead. That's okay. Um, you know, one of the things that I appreciate so much was the uh, 
my father was fun, but he was structured, you know, and, um, Go know, ahead. That, Don't worry about you that. Know, at a at a young age, you know, he was um, really instrumental, and you know, he kind of put, so to say, the, the good hustle in me. Okay. And he really taught me how to to uh, work. You know, how to work and how to get out and earn your own. You know, um, how to get out and cut yards and you know, uh, sell papers, do newspapers. So he just really put the the grit. You know, one of the things that I can really appreciate about my stepfather and something that my stepmother uh, respected him so much for, you know, you know, at times, you know, she wanted to complain like, um, you know, Stanley, I think you're being a little bit too hard on him. But, you know, he was like, look, while I got the chance, you know, I'm going to make a man, I'm going to make a man out of him. So. If I mean maybe you misspoke, but did you say you had a stepmom and a stepdad? Yeah, in the same house. Well, adopted parents. Okay, yeah. okay, that's what I'm like. Wait, yeah, how is this happening? Yeah, adopted parents. <laughs> is it? Yeah, okay, adopted. That makes foster, foster. That's that scared yeah. me because I was like, uh, I'm pretty sure that you are not <laughs> nobody's kid. Yeah, at yeah. that point, right? <laughs> It's like, well, you thought you had it bad. Yeah, <laughs> never mind. My bad, bud. <laughs> okay, so, wow. Okay, so you were adopted. Yes. We haven't had, oh, well, yeah, we did have one adopted uh, child. But what was that like for you? Did you know? Or? Well, the, the interesting thing about that is my uh, birth mother, who's still living, and uh, we keep in contact, you know, she's still living. Um, she knew my uh uh, adopted parents, mm-hmm. you know, my mom, uh, I think my mom was probably pregnant at 13 with me. Wow. Yeah. So, but she knew the, um, she knew the Stanleys. Okay. She knew the Stanleys. And so, um, I think, you know, they went to court and got the legal proceedings and all that. And, um, the Stanleys adopted me. Wow. The interest I tell you the interesting thing about that is a couple of years later when my mom got herself together, she went to the uh you know, went to court and she got me back. But um Mr. Stanley found her and told her and said, Look, uh, my wife is dying. She's sick because, you know, they had grown so attached right to me. So my mother did something, I think, which was incredible. She gave me back. Yes, she gave me back to the Stanleys. Wow. And judging, you know, I look back now, and I even, you know, we've talked about that. And she even said, son, I did the right thing. Yeah. Because, you know, your life turned out better. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been a lot better. So, um, but the thing about, you know, we, w- me and my birth mom, we, we have a good relationship. Talk mm-hmm. to her, uh, you know, tell her, I love you, mom. You know, I tell her, look, uh, mom, I, I appreciate you. I love are they, you. Are the Stanley still alive? No. They passed away? Yeah. Both mm-hmm. of them? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Mr. Stanley passed away in 1979, and uh, Mrs. Stanley 
passed away in, in 2007. How old were you in the 1979? I was, that was right before my 11th year birthday. Oh. So I had my father for 10 years. Wow. Wow. Okay. And so you stayed with Miss Stanley mm-hmm. up until 2002? Uh, well, uh, up until 1987. Wow. I was six years old. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Look, he's over here like, uh, I was not even a a thing at the time. (laughs) My parents probably didn't even know each other. That's awesome, man. So that that gives some context about what it was like um, and the differences between. So in uh, in the event that you guys both have made that transition, right? So now you've lived life. You've kind of gone through some of the woes of life. you know, done some of the things that you've done. All right. Now put me in the place where you, um, have your first child. Okay. Uh, you only have one Dakota. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah. And then you have how many? Four. Okay. So you have four. So we're going to, we're going to start there of, you know, where were you mentally, uh, physically, uh, when you had your first child? I know I wasn't ready. How old were you? I was nineteen. Okay. No, I was twenty. My apologies. That's what. That's how old I was too. Yeah, yeah, I was twenty when I had my first child. So. Where were you at mentally, physically? Uh, Mentally unstable. Okay. Hundred percent. What was the other one? Physically, like where were you? Were you in Tulsa? Were you? I was in Tulsa. Okay. Married. Single. Married. Okay. Did you marry because of the baby or? Married before, then had the child. Okay. Nice. Well, at least you did it the right way, they say. Yeah. Ex was 12 years older than me. Wait, what? Yeah. And it was right after I got out of the boys' home. That's a whole other story, too. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to have you on just for an exclusive story. (laughs) That's that's wild. (laughs) I'm telling you, I leave leave out a lot lot of little details, man. No, we're going to get into those details. Oh, we, I gladly. But I want to talk right now, like, so she's pregnant. You're, you know, at the hospital. Do you remember where you are whenever you get the call or were you there when when it happened? Okay. They, uh, we went in. I think it was, I think my daughter was two, three weeks past two. So either that or we were going to, no, we were inducing. Okay. So we went ahead and induced and whole process finally got up there about an hour, hour and a half later to the room. They put in and then I was started passing out. Not even going to lie. I started falling asleep. Really? I remember them saying that, yeah, we're going to put in the epidural. You have to leave or yeah, that's right. And then went out Passed back out. Her and me and her mom were sleeping. Mom says, hey, it's time. I go back in there. Lay back down on that little sliver of a couch. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Lay back down. Next thing I know, I wake up. Bunch of people in the room. They're like, it's go time. I'm like, all right. Get up, grab a leg. Holding it, watching it. And then doctor's like, hey, you want to cut it? I was like, sliced it, half asleep. Wow. Yep. So what's going through your mind right now? Do they give it to you? Do they let no. you hold her? Or? No, they gave it to my wife. They gave it to my. Yeah, you got to have that skin to skin time mm-hmm. right away. Were you happy? Were you joyous? Or were you like, people get out, I need to go to sleep? No, nah, I was just, I was honestly just, it was weird because it was more of a, that wasn't my, that wasn't my wife, that wasn't my child, that was more of a, 
someone else type situation. It was weird because really? I was half asleep. Yeah. Okay. It was more of a, I knew that there was a situation going on because there was something happening. So were you on drugs or something? Nope. That's just how just I am. Just tired. Just tired. Or just cared it's, less. It's just kind of how my mentality is. Whenever it's something, it's go time is go time. Like mm-hmm. there's no stopping, no hesitation. Just get it done. Get it done right. Then think about it. I gotcha. So no, just got up. I was like, oh, well, somebody's having a kid. <laughs> somebody's having a kid. <laughs> I love it. I was half asleep. I, I hear you. I, I, knew, I, I knew where I was. Was I it like three in the morning or something? I think so. Okay. Yeah, it was. All right. I mean, now now, now it makes yeah, more it wasn't sense. Like, like, I was like, dang. It wasn't like two o'clock. My man is noon in the afternoon. He's like, you know what? Y'all messing my Jerry Springer right now. <laughs> I'm taking a nap. <laughs> All right, Demetrius, where are you at? Mentally, physically, spiritually, when you get your first wow. child, what year is it? Well, my oldest, oldest child, Martha. Wow. Yeah, you can tell just by the name that that was a whole different era. Oh. I don't know anybody named Martha. Man. <laughs> Except for Stuart. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Wow. Well, man. So about how uh, about how old are you? Whenever you have your first child, uh, seventeen. Really? Wow. Were you married, single? No. Heat of the moment. Heat of the moment. Yeah. Seventeen. But a blessing came out of that. How old's your daughter now? Martha. Yeah. Martha be thirty-five. Oh, she's younger than me. So that had to be nineteen eighty-four, eighty-five-ish. Yeah. Oh, that ain't bad. My other three children were. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Hold on. okay. So you, 17, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. You at the hospital. And are, are your parents there? Are you happy? Are you. Are, what's going on? Oh, this was. <laughs> man. The child was a blessing, but it was like, man, you know, just a young kid. I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. I wasn't ready, you know. And I was excited. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. You know, I got a kid, so, you know, I was, just, you know, ecstatic. I was like, wow, wow. I got a baby girl. Where'd the name come from? Uh, her mother named her that. <laughs> was she older than you? Yeah. Okay. It had been, it uh probably been different, but so I was good. Yeah. Um, Okay, so you got your first kid. How many children did you have with uh, Martha's mom? Just her. Just her? Yeah. Okay. Just not a good situation. Uh So let me ask you guys this, then. Feel free to answer however you feel. Um, What's your favorite part about being a father? I'm sadly not in my daughter's life very much right now, so... Mm -hmm. But just the simple fact of having her and knowing that she is a driving factor of what makes me want to be better. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> you know, just being there for them. I, I definitely, I don't want my children to repeat the mistakes that I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I want them to to be better. You know, right now I'm correcting something. I'm, uh, you know, I'm getting my GED because I never graduated mm-hmm. from uh, high school. I didn't. Matter of fact, the uh, man. No, I'm saying, what's your favorite part about being a father? Well, you telling me GDs, like, we'll get into all that in a minute. Uh, 
Are you are you act, were you actively in your children's lives the whole time? I was for a while, for a while, okay. until I moved till I moved away. Oh wow, this is gonna be okay. So what just happened is I just realized we we're all three uh, those dudes. So I'm not actively in my kids' life either. Unfortunate for me, uh, I wanted to, but not until it was way too late. So uh, my kid. My oldest son will be 20 next week. Uh, <laughs> so, like, that'll give you some context. Uh, my daughter's 18. Like, I didn't even meet her until two years ago. Um, wow. And, you know, as much as I want to um, not take the blame, uh, I just had to learn that as a man, it's my fault. Right. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, <sighs> You know, as a child, when you're trying to go through life and you are trying to sort through things, whoever's there gets the word. You know what I mean? And it's the Bible truth no matter what you say or how you feel. Um, so, you know, with my daughter, uh, it really sucks because I, right. I really want to right. be involved. And I tell, you know, like for them, I think they think, I want to be there so they can like buy me stuff for father's day or make me some kind of cake or something. But that's not it. Like my thing is like, you're going to go through a lot of problems yeah. that you don't know are a part of your DNA. Right. And unfortunately I'm glad your stepdad was there on both of them. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm super glad. I agree. However, he's not going to help you when it comes to these things. Cause you don't know that they're things. Yeah. He's going to give you some practical advice. He's going to be able to console you and hold you. But if you don't know that this stuff is happening and why it's happening, right. you're at a disadvantage. Yes. Right. And I only know that because I spent years like hating myself, trying to figure out. I mean, I've tried to kill myself a couple of times hmm. because I just didn't understand why I was so different wow. than everyone else. Yeah. And... I, uh, you know, I had been, you know, I've been in mental, mental institutions. I've been, you know, and I realized, you know, as soon as I got in there, I'm really not that crazy because yeah. <laughs> those people are get in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However, yeah. uh, you know, I've gone through spouts of depression. I've gone, through, but you know, when I met my dad, I was like, mother trucker. No wonder. No wonder why. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could, right. you could have saved me so much time. You jerk. Right. Um, right. You know, and so <laughs> I so I, I'm saying that to say this to you guys. Don't kick yourself in the in the rears when I'm talking to you because I'm with you hundred percent. And that's why we do this is because we want to get the perspectives of all the different types of fathers. You know, the experienced fathers that are there with their kids, the fathers that didn't have fathers that are there for their kids, um, the supervised fathers, which are guys like us which, you know, either have drama or have court cases or just situations that are keeping us yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. And then we have the step-ups, which are the step-parents and the uh, mentors. Um, and uh, and ideally what we want to do is be able to get the stepdads and the real dads to work together because the whole purpose is to raise this child. Yeah, right. You know, uh, and, and egos and all that kind of stuff need to be pushed to the side right, right, to get right. to the gym, which is how do we raise this child? You know, and, and I'm not taking anything away from the stepdads, but I promise you when it comes time to get a liver, he can't help you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're going to go on a list or you're going to call me. Right. And that's, that's just what it is. <laughs> right. And I'm going right. to give it to you whether you like me or not right. because I'm your dad. Right. But I would also like to 
you know, see how your day is going. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's just a, it's just a thing. So let's try it again. What is your favorite part about being a father? Both of you. I mean, I, I just enjoy the fact of, like, I, said, I mean, I know I'm not in my daughter's life very much right now, mm-hmm. and that's by choice. But I at least know she's in a good, safe position. Mm-hmm. I'm paying my child support. I'm making that effort to take care of her, and it's giving me something to build on, and it's giving me something to grow from because of the person I used to be, because of the childhood, because of all the things I was subjected to growing up, because of the boys' home, because of just the four years, and then the life that I've had since I've worked on getting away from the ex. Mm-hmm. It's my daughter that's been the main core focus because I don't want her to have any type of life that I had. Hence why I left because got But you do understand like you're giving her the life you had if you leave. No, exactly, but that's also why I'm trying to put myself into a better position so that that way I can give her the consistency that she deserves because every time I have tried to come into her life and things like that. Life happens, things come up, drama happens and comes up. I don't want to subject that to my daughter. So I distance myself again. And don't I do it. Exactly. Don't do it. Exactly. Drama's going to happen, bro. Exactly. It's and it sucks because, uh, you know, I'm going to tell you with my older son, man, me and his mom went back and forth with that oh, yeah. whole, well, if you don't want to be with me, then you can't see your kid crap. Well, he doesn't know that, but, you know, cause, and it's crazy because he just, you know, we talked a couple of weeks ago, or no, I can't say talked. We, I message him on Facebook at times, you know, very sporadically he will respond. Um, but one day he just said to me, he was like, man, you know, I don't want to really, you know, I hope you have changed as a person, but I don't really want to invest because mm. I've, I've learned that if, you know, I get you, if I get, you're going to get me to a point where I love you and then you're going to leave. And I was like, oh, wow. uh, I don't think you understand how this works. Like yeah. you're, you're, you, me, me and your mom are different, like versus you and I, Yeah. but he doesn't understand cause that's what he saw, you know, but he doesn't understand that I had to do that to see him. And when I would get to the point where I just couldn't deal with her anymore, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Whether it be, you know, because I was with some other chick or because, you know, honestly, we just weren't good for each other as a fit. Yeah. You know, she's not a bad person. It's just exactly. we weren't a good fit for a uh, relationship. Right. Um, and, and you know, what it's like to be having a baby's mama, you know, when you get that itch, mm-hmm. she's usually the one that's going to be OK to scratch. Right. So you're like, yeah, it works both ways. You know, it's not on her. Uh, we just had a dysfunctional, toxic situation. Right. And yeah. I, I, like I said, I have to take full blame for that, unfortunately, because I'm the man and, and I can't be the lead if I'm not the lead. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I got to be responsible if I'm in charge. Oh, yeah. But anyway, I'm just saying that to say don't. Listen, I'm telling you by the studies, man, the most dysfunctional um, husband and wife you can find is still better off for the child than the best single parent you can ever oh, be. Yeah. So just keep that in mind, you know, and, and I heard it best from another father. And I just learned this like last week. He said, I don't care who or what you say, whatever you got to say, you do whatever you got to do. You be in that kid's life. I don't want to hear no excuses. Mm-hmm. I don't. And I was like, dang, shut up. 
You know, <laughs> right. but he was like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Like you tell baby mama, whatever you got to say, you got to kiss up to her, kiss her. If you got to whatever, but be in that kid's life. No, that's exactly so where I'm at. I was like, ah, oh, all right. I'm glad my kids are grown. Well, at least two of them. The third one, uh, uh, we'll deal with that later. But anyway, go ahead. Well, I can say that uh, the relationship is getting better with all four. Mm. And we are dialoguing, talking, going going out, you know, so things are getting better. Nice. A, little, um, a lot better. So I'm, I'm grateful and I'm happy and I'm just taking one day at a time. Beautiful. Well, I can dig that, man. Um, just thinking, um, you know, because we all are coming from those distant situations. Um, so the fathers or the, the mothers that are out there listening, um, just give a little context of where you are or were in those moments. Um, like for me, uh, I'll give you an example. Like for me, like I just really wish I could be in my kids' lives for those reasons that I could help them understand who they are from the core. You know what I mean? I just really want them to avoid some of the stress, the mental stress that I had to go through. When I learned, you know, it's funny because when I met my grandmother from my dad's side, mm -hmm. you know, she always says, oh, you just like your daddy or you just like your grandpa. I don't know either one of these dudes. Why are you, you know what I mean? And I used to get so angry. So for me, you know, when I see my kids, you know, and it's crazy because, you know, uh, I really want them to avoid, not that I'm going to protect them from, because they're still going to struggle through whatever, but at least not that part. Don't yeah. struggle with your identity, because let me show you who your identity is, because even though you may not like me, you're still a part of me. Right. And right. if you spend your time hating me, you're going to definitely end up like me. And that's man, that's, that, is so that is where it gets wrong. I'm just saying, like, wow. let's just, you know, you can you can call him daddy. He can, you know, dance at you at the wedding. That's fine. I, I just want to be invited. I just want to come. Yeah, I just right. want to see it. That's it. Right. You know, I, you know, that's it. So, what 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 would you guys say to uh, those gentlemen that are kind of in your situations, or, um, you know, contemplating whether to take that fight? Well, for me, I took uh, I took drastic I took drastic measures. I moved two states back to uh, be with my children. Um, I just decided to, you know, I needed to fight a little bit more. You know, I just wanted to be in their lives. Let them know, little daddy loves you. Uh, not perfect. I haven't always been the best father, but I do love you. And uh, I'm just glad that, you know, there's part two. Part one wasn't that good, but I'm grateful for part two. Part two is turning out much better. Yeah. So, you know, fight. Do what you can. You know, fight to be in your children's lives. Nice. I mean, I'd, ha I'd, I'd obviously say take the fight 100%. Never stop. Never stop pushing. It's going to get hard and it's going to be difficult, but you're going to have to make the sacrifices. <coughs> you're going to have to make the difficult decisions to make sure that you're making the right choices for your child. 
And sometimes those right choices will put you in some really hard and uh, difficult situations, but you have to keep pushing and you have to keep staying focused and holding fast in the faith and knowing that God's got it all taken care of and that he's going to guide you because he's already, he's your point, man. He's leading you already. Just got to follow. Yeah. You can't take it personally. No. You can't, you know, you can't take it personally. You got to, look, man, you got to man up, you know, the accept your faults right and you um what's in, you know you have to look what's important is the relationship with my children because mm-hmm. i'm gonna tell you when i came back and i went through the fifth degree i'll tell you it was hard to hold my head up i went through the third degree heard it all you know where you been well now you want to come back well, now you want to be my father or I, you know you know about 20 something years late aren't you you know, wow. so you go through, but you know, you have to, what would you say was the most hurtful thing you heard? Uh, when one of my kids just called me by my first name, hmm. called me my first name, said, Hey, you, Whew. yeah. <laughs> hey, you, so that's why you can't take it personally. Wow. And it is, you know. How did you keep from lashing out, though? Uh, it's 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 love. It's the love walk. It's got to be. It's got to be the love walk. It's the love. You know, you have to have the love of God in you, and you have to love your children, and you got to bite, bite the bullet. Because what's more important, you know, you can. Um, you know, you can win that battle, but you can lose the war. And I can say that it was worth it when you, you know, when I got through the storm, I started to see the the sunlight, started to see the sunlight, started to see a smile, started to, I, I'll never forget when my youngest son um, was like, see you later, dad. Wow, I'm moving up. I'm moving up. <laughs> it went from that. Yes. <laughs> I'm moving up uh, to that to a hug and just, you know, after a while, just start feeling comfortable, you know, bear hugs and and all that. And I'll tell you, it's particularly tough when you got girls. The, the, the father-daughter relationship, man, that is, Wow. That is tense, but I can say, uh, fight. You know, stay in the fight. Ask your heavenly father. Ask your heavenly father to help you, to assist you on being a good earthly father. Mm-hmm. And just love. That's all you can do. Yeah. You have to love when they say something ugly. You have to love. Mm-hmm. and just love and you just have to be there sometimes you have to make sacrifices you know when they ask you to be there you're like oh. hey do you you know do you do you want reconciliation or not mm-hmm. so you have to make up in your mind you know okay this is important got bite the bullet you got to fight through the, the, the storm but there will be sunlight on the other side. 
Right. Healing, healing, and, and healing comes, and I'm seeing that. Oh yeah, definitely. It's always dark. It's life, but there will always be light. Hundred percent. I can agree to that and attest to that. Every last bit of it. Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen the light yet, but oh, you will. I'm working on it. Wow. It's I'm still coming. in the darkness. It's coming. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's there. I believe that it's. I believe that it's gonna come. Mm-hmm. Just gotta hold your head on. Just gotta keep pushing. I promise. Yeah. That's good stuff. Well, man, listen, I thank you guys so much for coming on the show no problem. Um, and sharing, um, <clears throat> you know, everything that you're experiencing and, you know, briefly kind of going through some of the details. We'll definitely have to get you guys on separately okay. uh, to go <clears throat> into more detail. No problem. Because, um, you know, I feel like there's, I mean, obviously with Dakota, there's a ton to unpack. Um, that would explain a lot of uh, your your overcoming your story, yeah. uh, and then Demetrius with your journey of you know when you left uh, versus why when you come back, right? Um, because you know I know that was a big question probably for your kids was like what was so important that we didn't matter then, as to excuse me as to all of a sudden now I matter, right. you yeah. know that's about a book, and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And how old's your daughter now? She's actually about to be five. Oh wow! So this is like formative years. So yeah. like you got, yeah, yeah, you got to get in there, because, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I'm. I know I missed. I know I missed it, and I know I missed those early years. But, but. at least I didn't give that negative impression that I know I would have given her. I. I it's. I, hey, I, I, I. This is what I've learned. I. I'm not the authority on what you should or shouldn't do. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, all I can do is tell you an opinion, you know, and they're like buttholes. Everybody's got one. You know what I mean? So uh, please don't take <clears throat> that I have all the answers because obviously I'm not in a better position. You know what I mean? Uh, I can only tell you 2020 hindsight of yeah. what it should have looked like for me. Right. You know, right. I'm per- I don't want to project my situation on you. Uh, I just am happy that you have a five-year-old, yeah. you know. My wow. youngest is 11. And uh, so my fight's a little harder, yeah. you know what I mean? But, it, it you know, nevertheless, like you said, it's got to be more important. Yeah. And it is, you know, uh, even though I have a kid on the way, um, I get the opportunity to start from scratch, yeah. which seems like it should be easier, but... N- knowing that I've messed it up this many times, I'm scared to death. Nah, you know, it's great. like you've got per- you've got perfect examples of what not to do. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. those are my those are my go to <laughs> things. Though that's the problem. <laughs> those are my go to things. It's like you know, you know, not to do drugs, but it's like yeah, but I coped with drugs, so right. you know what? I messed up. Let me go find some drugs. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and you know, it doesn't help that weed shops are on every. You but. know, one of the things too that um, that one of the, the strangest thing, one of the things that worked against me worked for me. I think what was um, you know, because uh, my children, on the other hand, they made a statement that like, "Daddy, you left all that for us." Mm. Like, really, Daddy? You walked away. You you came all the way from Louisiana back to us, daddy. It's like, wow. 
really must be lovers. Yeah, I'm about to tear up. Clayton, what you think? <laughs> he says nothing over here. <laughs> well, listen, I appreciate you guys. We're gonna do the. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and go to the private Facebook father group. Um, last but not least, any last words, lasting uh, thoughts you want to leave for the podcast before you guys go? Just keep your head up, keep smiling, and know the light's gonna be at the end. Glad to be it. Glad to be an example. Hey, well, we're going to go ahead and get into the uh, private father group, and then we're going to do our biweekly fatherhood meeting when the guys arrive. Thank you guys for coming, and we truly appreciate you. No problem. Bur Birthright Living Legacy needs your help. As we are on a mission to help fathers who are needing to overcome obstacles to see their children, we are preparing to provide curriculum, counseling, and family law assistance for any of our fathers. We will also have many fun events to participate in with their children as we build a fatherhood community. Partner with us on Facebook or Instagram and go to our website at brlivinglegacy.com and go to our donation tab on the bottom of the page to make a contribution. For any questions, contact us on any of our platforms as we would love to help. Birthright Living Legacy changing lives one father at a time.